Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back out here at Tanner's, 30th of Yankee Hill. We rub-a-dub-dubbing and grubbing. We got specials out here. I just blew up some lemon pepper wings. Cause, uh, <laughs> it was gremlins, man. My man Sean Callahan was mad at me, man. So I'm just going to keep it started because I don't ever get to talk to him or see him. So I'm gonna get all my questions in right now. He's at the he's at a family reunion right now, man. So I'm gonna go get all. Your- <laughs> I got I got some charbuff chicken lips. Okay. Chicken lips. I was in here with Aaron Davis. Uh, I saw Aaron Davis coming here on Saturday night, and he slipped in about ten to get some takeout wings to go home. So we, we caught the end them of char, the them char wings. Ooh. was Good. I'm about to get something to go home. Sean, I want to ask you about this. I want to ask you about Malachi Coleman. When what's the status on that? And when when is he is is he going to keep his commitment date the same? Or since there's been transition, will he, like, extend it? That's an interesting deal because, honestly, I do think the relationship there is probably stronger with Mickey Joseph than it was with Scott Frost. Right. Um, So he is, you know, really, really close with Coach Joseph. His parents are really close with Coach Joseph, and he's done a very good job with him. Um, I just don't really know who the other players are. Is Oklahoma the other player? Um, Because he didn't get to Michigan. Um, I, I don't believe he's been to USC. I know he's been out to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, but his ranking alone, people are going to you know, keep him high no matter sure. what. He has not had, a, as you know, put up the big numbers for various reasons. New quarterback, he's battled some injury. Um, so he hasn't had the season he had a year ago. Uh, but we, but does that really matter in, in this day and time of recruiting? Because once no. you win the underwear Olympics, you, you set. Well, and, and he did it on film as a junior. Right. That's the thing that, but he had a great quarterback last year, and, and you know, they've they gone some transition. But yeah, he's a specimen, a talent, and the 100 meter dash, basketball, um, you know, it's yeah, a matter, I'm talking about football. Football. <laughs> Where's he? That's I mean, all I care about. I think receivers, where he would fit at Nebraska right now, though. I, I don't know if he's a defensive guy at Nebraska. I think receivers, where he's at. Um, I, I still like Nebraska's chances. Um, because I, I still think that no matter what, Mickey Joseph will probably be a, on a part of this thing regardless. Right. Um, but it's really hard to say after that, like, what other coaches would be around. But he, sure. if you were to put odds on one, he's probably the top of the board. And then. And when is his commitment date? Two. I think it's like two, two weeks. weeks. Early, like October 12th or 13th, somewhere like that. <clears throat> he's got a big deal set up, I believe, with, like, machachos and um, – you know, he's got to be yeah. gathering. Yeah, he got a, yeah, he got a burrito. Are you in on the party for that deal, DP? No, I'm an outsider here. You know that, Sean. We're going to come in with you. <laughs> I, figured, I figured you were you doing know, the show you know, for us. It's Sean no. Callahan plus two. We're your two uncles. No, it's a uh, it's a public deal. Like, they have a RSVP. It's a big commitment. Yeah. So Nick, Nick hasn't called. Uh, Mama Coleman hasn't called. You know, I, I do things in order. Like, I got to hear from the people. I, I won't just bogart it. But my curiosity in that is – is that the future of Nebraska recruiting and the style and way that they've approached Malachi Coleman? Is that it, or does it change based on the result? Well, the style they offered him first. I mean, yeah. they, like they've, which is not a Nebraska normal thing. It is and it isn't. I mean, you, they they've done a pretty good job. I mean, they were the first offer on Sam Sledge. I think for the most part. I mean, you go through their in-state guys. Knutson had more offers. Um, from before he committed, but it's hard. I mean, you know, Nebraska is one of the few states where you're expected to get every single in-state. Like, you grew up in Minnesota. The Gophers aren't expected to get every in-state Yeah, guy. not anymore. Not, I mean, even though they're good right now. Um, but, yeah, not anymore, though. 
Um, it, it's Nebraska is a place where you're expected to bat like 90 percent, you know, and get everybody. And you know, you had situations like with Keegan Johnson going to Iowa, and um, you know some other situations like that that were that were really really tough. I, you know, the two tight ends a year ago they lost. I don't look at that as a huge blow because they they had Fedoni, and those kids saw that, and it was going to be tough for them to come to Nebraska. Um, with Fedoni, now we we now know Fedoni's been hurt two years in a row, but um, that played a factor why they missed those tight ends. The kid going to Oklahoma, though, McIntyre, Cade McIntyre, that was a blow, um, and they didn't really have a good evaluation on where they wanted him, and I think that hurt the offer. If they would have offered him two weeks earlier, they have him, I think. They would have got him, but they let that go on too long, and then Oklahoma, Iowa, Tennessee, boom, 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 all came in, and then Nebraska came in, and then they were like, Nope. How how important it is is it to <clears throat> in the recruiting process to evaluate players that truly aren't scared of competition? Because the thing that rang true to me that you just said is that the two other tight ends worried about what Fedoni doing. Mm-hmm. You, you get what I'm saying? And if I don't know worried, if they said that, but they look kids look at that. That's like, fine. You can look at it, but you shouldn't. If it, you, it shouldn't. In my opinion, it shouldn't scare you away to going somewhere. Well, he was the, the number one tight end in the country, and they were that, one year apart. Right. But that doesn't mean you're going to play 90 snaps because they don't even play 90 snaps in the league with one tight end. Right. And if you can catch the ball, block, and get open, you're going to be on the field anywhere. I mean, Notre Dame has had first round, second round, third round tight ends year after year after year. It's not like, okay, Sean leaves. And I don't. I hear I come, and then I don't have any plays before that. What, I mean, do you sense players are? I wouldn't say scared of competition, but they like the easy way. Well, to yeah, the field? it's 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 the model of our youth sports now. I mean, you, you look at people move around teams and high yeah. schools to find the path of least resistance yeah. to, to build their own personal resume the way they want to go. And, right. Um, you know, like when you grew up in Lincoln. Um, in the 90s and the 80s and the 2000s, and you went to Lincoln Southeast and only five sophomores probably suited up on the varsity, like you had to really earn your, you know, like you had to be like a Barrett Rude type guy to be on a varsity as a sophomore there. And now like every kid in the city probably suits up varsity as a sophomore. It's just a different era right. of sports and competition, um, you know. And, and it, yeah, I think we see a lot of kids move around schools, and I think it carries over to college now, and the portal has just made that so easy. Where, like, if Luke McCaffrey – Luke McCaffrey didn't think he was going to ever beat out Adrian Martinez. And he told Verdusco, like, I'm coming back. And then, like, the next day he just left. Right. Yeah, it's uh, – and can you – do you ever get a sense of a kid, say you're, you, you're interviewing him and you and you maybe seeing his process? Do you, do you ever get the sense, like, yeah, he'll be in the portal in two years? Um – I think the guys that play around with the recruiting process are typically the ones that are going to do that. Right. But, you know, like a Sam Sledge type guy or a Gatula that's committed now, like I think you know those kids are committed all right, the way yeah. through. Is that because of legacy, folks that are already pre-connected to the program? Are they a little bit more likely to, to, to be consistent and loyal to it? Or is it some lack of connection with – both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive linemen, guys that could play either way, finding the big guys in the state who are just talented. They fit the mold. They check some boxes who can come in and play. Like Jay wasn't a linebacker when he got here, but he made a choice once he got here based on what he saw. Does Nebraska have the talent to get better on offensive and defensive line 
just with a focus on Nebraska talent? Um, I think the regional talent is a better way to put it. Okay. I don't think it's just Nebraska. I think it's Kansas City. It's St. Louis. It's Denver. I mean, I, Iowa's hard because Iowa's going to get all the linemen out of that state. But you got to find guys from those particular. But why is that? Why is that Iowa can be dominant in its recruiting, but Nebraska can't? Because they've put a in the last 20 years, their, their lineman recruiting, D-line, O-line, has been the best in the country. So there's a way. <laughs> there's a way to dominate. It just hasn't been done. Yeah, and you've got to identify and build relationships early to, to get good recruits that you want. I mean, it, it's a lot like dating a girl. You don't just get married in a week. I mean, you, you've got to date her for a year usually before you want to get married. And Nick Sainter, are you hearing that? You, okay, just uh. – <laughs> You know, you. The, the weddings that happen in Vegas after one weekend don't go last. Right. They might be good for a couple weekends. But they right. And I, I think in recruiting, Nebraska brought in some, some pretty guys, guys that looked the part, but they might have been led on to by a handler or a trainer, and then there may not have been a relationship or maybe an attachment emotionally to Nebraska. It was an attachment to something different. And when that thing doesn't happen, all of a sudden Jaden Francois gets in his car and leaves in the middle of the night. Um, What's the receiver's name? Marcus Fleming. Yeah. Just after is, he started. Is, is, is that an all of a sudden thing, or is that a thing that, you know what, based on the recruiting, based on the, the, the young man, the families, the coaching staff, there's several reasons. It never just happened overnight. Yeah. Like you said, you got, you got to get guys that can get to Lincoln two, three, four times, you know, before they commit and then really understand what they're committing to. Um, you can't just commit to a, a, weekend. Cool, a cool video on Twitter or a weekend or a party or – Got a question from you from the text line. It says, Sean, do you think any of the quarterbacks uh, this season will end up in the transfer portal? Mm. I don't know. I mean, that's a gr- I think Chubba's in a great position. I mean, Casey and Chubba, I think, are two pretty good quarterbacks. My question, like with Logan, is what is what does he truly want? Does he want to stay here and compete? Because I think he's a really good athlete. Or does he want to go somewhere that would showcase his abilities? And does he have the arm talent to, to play at this level? I don't know if he does. Uh, when you, I mean, what do you think of Logan Smothers' arm talent, Jay Foreman? I think it's <clears throat> adequate enough. I think if you play to his strengths, he's, he's just like any quarterback. Then his arm talent is is good enough to. What do you go thirty for forty two? But so I think like you know, here's the funny thing about like defense and offensive schemes. Like you can be a four three team, three four two, whatever you want to be. Yeah. But if you don't have that personnel. Don't run it. Hey, how about that? You now, get what I'm saying? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you can't you can't put a, a you thing, can't right? put a square peg in a round hole. In case, and, and so if, you know, and sometimes you got to curtail your offensive scheme to whoever you you got going, and you got to survive. But then sometimes you can luck up and fall into something that's really really you know special. So I think Logan can play. He's I mean, throwing at seventy percent against against Iowa. your rival. Oh yeah, no, I mean, and, and I don't know if Whipple <laughs> wants to play that kind of ball though. All right. And, you know, the one that intrigues me is Harburg because I don't see a path for him to be the starter right now, but I do think he could play other positions and be pretty dang uh, good, maybe a tight end or something. Right. Um, and I, I know Richard Torres has got some ability. There, have you, yeah, he probably – they say he has the best arm out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, and it's pretty. Like, yeah, it's almost like zip. startling when you watch him throw. You're like, they almost fell. I mean, and, and there's a reason why um, – Kansas State really wanted him. And right. Kansas State can, as we know, identify. Right. And, um, and here's why. Here's a, always a, a, a funny question. What is the true definition of development, right? Because 
the easy way to look at it is get Jay Foreman at 18. Is he better when he leaves? Right? There's a lot of things that got to go into it. It can't just be your practice structure. All, there's got to be the player that wants to get better. So what is the true definition of, a, of evaluating how a team coaches or whatever develops? I mean, a lot of it's how you play on Saturday and if you can get guys in games. And when, when you watch the great teams, I mean, I watched, like, remember Ohio State came in here and they put a huge number on Nebraska, and Joe Burrow comes in with the number twos, and he just engineers perfection with the number two offense. I mean, that was Nebraska in their heyday when the number twos came in. They would put together two or three legit drives in the game. Right. And when's the last time a number two Nebraska offense is put together? I mean, I guess they might have done it on Saturday against Oklahoma, I guess, but – not very often when they're up by a lot of points have we seen a Nebraska number two offense right. or a three offense. So why in. is that then? Well, they're winning. They're winning. I mean, that, I mean it, the, a lot of games have not – like the games that should allow that to happen aren't happening. I mean, Georgia Southern and North Dakota are games that like Chubba Purdy and the two offense should have got like three series each. No. And they, as we know, they, they were not on those kind of games. And – Oklahoma was a game they did because they got beat by 49-14. So I think a lot of it is just the style of games. I mean, Nebraska plays a high-stress game every Saturday, no matter who it is. So how do you develop young guys in a game when it's a high-stress game, when your job's on the line if you don't win? Nine months. Nine months. Is, you don't there's think, nine you months know, to develop. Like, that, yeah, like there's a way. Like I still I, need game reps. I, no, what you need is, is, is when you have nine months of, of, of a young man, that you can coach and teach up, give him the, the, all the install work that's done, learning his temperament, learning his skill set, learning his weaknesses and his strengths, p- matching that stuff up, and then putting him in competition during the nine months. You can't ask somebody to compete in the three months after if you haven't competed in the nine months. Like, that's, the, like, that, that's a crazy thing. We'll figure it out. Um, from the text line, uh, Malachi's commitment date is October 22nd, 5 o'clock at Lincoln East High School. Oh, that's the bye weekend for Nebraska. Open to the public. There it is. And, of course, we're DP gonna, is gonna, invited. We, Jay, let me, let, let, me, let me finish it. Open to the public, and, of course, DP is invited. Signed, Mama Cole. Miranda. <laughs> Tell her. We're going to win the bye week. She works out across the street with me at Orange Theory. Yeah. She must have just got, asked her if she's got back from Orange Theory. Yeah, see? so We're going to win that bye week. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we get Malachi Coleman. We, we better. Again, we're down here, Tanner. committed for him. 30th at Yankee Hill. He had some machachos there, too. The signed, you have all the machachos you want from me. The signed <laughs> Wisdom jersey. All you got to do is put your name in the box. Somebody is going to walk out of here with that signed jersey at 6 o'clock today. More from Tanner's when we come back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.